Hello. Oh, oh, look at your baby face. My baby face. <laughs> baby face. Baby face. <laughs> I know. I went in. It was Sunday. Sid was cooking last night, and I said, "Hey, I'm going. I'm just gonna." He's like, "He's like, love, dinner's ready." It's like, I know. I'm shaving my face. He's like, "What?" And I came out, and, and then he was like, "Oh, oh, you shaved your face." Yeah, so they said I was shaving my face. <laughs> That's what I just said, bitch. Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Mm, snap, 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 snap. Be it. Patty whack, patty pat. Spe- oh, gosh. God, we just talk about such bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> That's what I love, though. But how perfect, because we have Nick Peters Bond coming back for part two today. And, you know, basically, that's what we do. We shoot the shit with him. And that's what's so great. It's, it's Absolutely. So Absolutely. I know, because I was thinking, I'm like, we kind of, now that we know, I mean, we're, I, I, maybe I'll just, I'm presumptuous here. I'll just say we're friends with him. We know him better. Yeah. I'm like, what do we need to talk about today? We'll just really just shoot the shit about whatever topics. Like, what kind of yes. topics? about um um and i'll mention already off the bat that oh like when when am i going to get this episode out though uh probably no before before this happens people so um 2021 we're still in 2021 june crap what day is it we're doing an instagram live with chef nick and we're we will be cooking something in our respective homes yes um with chef nick and what i'd love to do is put out the ingredients that we're going to be using ahead of time for, so that if people want to join right in their own homes, they can cook with us as well. So, okay, um, yeah, so that'll happen. Okay. 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 Hold on. That'll happen. I think on the third, haha, I was right. June 3rd. Okay. PM Pacific standard time. 8 PM Eastern standard. Eastern. Time. Exactly. And then mountain time, just figure it out for yourself. Yeah. It's 5 PM. PST. So yes, here we go. Um, yeah. So that'll be really fun because Hero and I, I'm speaking for the both of us because I know you. <laughs> we're not great cooks or chefs. No, no, no. <laughs> we're the kind of people that you would see on that show, nailed it on Netflix, and we would be like, uh, okay, hopefully this will turn out okay. <laughs> I think okay. I'm just gonna put it out there. I think I'd be a bit better than some of those people on nailed it. I know that's like very logical you're very logical but also very frenetic so the two combined is hilarious yeah that's true that's true like i would want to be way too uh perfectionist and there's just not enough time yeah i'd probably just freak out in that sense yes and i would look at you like rachel we don't have time for this we don't have oh shit the oven's burning oh my god my fondant see okay yeah when it comes to actually baking the stuff the stuff i just say the stuff the ingredients it is just stuff stuff um i think that i exactly i would burn i either burn things i i overcook my meat i overcook things um probably would do the same thing with baking but when it comes to the creative side and like you know making little faces and stuff like that yeah. I'd be i think i'd be okay at that well you know what's funny is that i was um my friend leah came over uh, last week and she was hungry so i said hey i just went to costco bought some beyond meat burgers so let me um you know fry a couple of them up and we can have them in a sandwich or with bread so i put them on this like flat kind of like crate pan kind of idea that sid brought over that he uses all the time and i 
course, I'm cooking them, and I set my fire alarm off. <laughs> like, oh. how fucking simple is it to grill two things that are already made that are frozen that take, what, 10 minutes, like five minutes aside, with a little bit of oil on a pan, with a, and your oven vent is going off to keep the smoke coming in. Nope, the smoke alarm goes off. And I said, Leah, I hope you appreciate. I haven't cooked like this in such a long time. She's like, Hero, you're not fucking cooking. You're reheating. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> to be fair, though, I'm just going to, I'm going to be on your side here for a sec. I, well, first of all, did you burn the food itself? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was crispy. It was crispy. <laughs> it was overcooked it, it's fucking peas like <laughs> you can still overcook vegetables and stuff like that for sure i realize that but you know anyway i was gonna be on your side because i was gonna say we have a very sensitive alarm in our in our place yeah we're cooking anything in the oven and specifically something that like meat or something that's going to smoke we have to take the fire or the uh, smoke alarm excuse me and I'm take the battery out and make sure uh -huh. it's active. Yeah. Every time. So, cause it, cause it is that sensitive. So yeah, for sure. I don't know. But if well, you know what? Yeah. it doesn't make it go off, then. Well, no, Sid has in the beginning, in the beginning when he was learning how the kitchen functioned and, and knowing the smoke alarm sensitivity and stuff, a couple of times it went off, but very rarely and now never. But it's great though, because our oven in our place is such a tiny oven, like an apartment size oven. So it can barely fit a, like a large, like I guess a casserole tray size thing in there. It could just fit like flat baking sheets. And also it can bear, it can't even fit a full size turkey. Like that's how tiny it is. Yeah, that's how tiny it is. And so I remember we were uh, got a itch in my ear. Eh. Um anyway, so I remember that uh what we would always do when we have an oven is that you kind of have to open the oven like incrementally to let the steam or the smoke out. So we'd like get the we get the windows open and then we get the air conditioner on now that it's warm enough out. And yeah. then literally I've got, I'm sitting on the floor. Yeah. And I've got an oven bit on, pulling it on. And Sid's got like a freaking uh, chopping board or like another oven. And he's like going like this. <laughs> like it's, we haven't done it for a while because we haven't baked something in the oven like that where it's needed it. But when we do it, it's, it's a whole thing. It's like a whole like, you know, like as seen on TV. I think I need to see that in video form oh my god she wants to see it in video <laughs> oh because he can can sit hear me but then he no. can't hear you but he can only hear me speaking so it's funny it's like i think i've got an idea of what you guys are talking about but i have no idea it's just because i know rachel well enough now that i have an idea of what she's talking about <laughs> back to the nailed it thing i almost feel like how funny would that be as a segment i mean we've had like a number of chefs on our show now and mm -hmm. Corey. Chef yeah, Corey. Chef Corey's coming on. Two next week, I think. And um, yeah, to do our own version of Nailed It, like an Instagram live. Can we just call a Judith? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Your face is priceless. You're like. Dude, I know. <laughs> Don't think that <laughs> works. 
How about um? How about like nailed it kosher edition? Okay, I like that. I like okay. that because it's kind of like it's when you said it, it just reminds me of like someone saying they Jewed me. No, I know. Right? And, of course, of course, yeah. that's where I was going. Oh, of course, or like or like or like nailed it juicy edition. Better. That's or, much. Better. Or juiced it. Ju- juiced it is better. J e w c e d. We can finally it. use my idea of juice in actually our branding. I got it. I got it. Okay, just checking. Just checking. Consent is my ideas are really horrible. <laughs> Speak. And speaking of branding, we do have um, a new logo that's coming down the pipeline very soon. Very very soon. So yeah, were you going like snapping or were you like yes? I was like yes. Squeezing, squeezing, squeezing it. Yeah. Mm. This is this is uh, foreshadowing. Yes. You know, if yes. you're like, what are you talking about? But this is foreshadowing. You have to look we, at and and you know, some of us might like fisting, so it's perfect. I, <laughs> <laughs> I really think we need bloopers for our show. <laughs> and basically, I don't say a word. I'm just with my facial expressions the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have been I have been told that I'm very expressive over the years with my face. You're very expressive. You're very expressive. Uh, and father-in-law told me that actually early on in dating my yes. current husband. He's like it wasn't really like it wasn't a compliment and it wasn't um like a slag towards me. It was not it was just just an observation. A, observation. She's like, you're, you're very expressive, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> you are, and that's perfect, though. It's perfect. We are both expressive and, you know, mm-hmm. campy and witty, and that's why I think we've been able to foster now, like, what, 62 episodes of us? I mean, and that's 62 episodes with other guests, not to forget the other yeah. episodes we've done, just me and you. It's amazing. Well, episode 60 will be uploading any day now. So yeah, crazy. Like we're gonna have a hundred episodes by the time we hit the fall. Look at my shirt. Okay, this wow, how ADD am I right now? It's got die dye on it. Dice. Dice. I love it. Oh my god. I, I've had it for quite a long time. I forgot about it. I'm like I'm wearing gray on gray. So cool, right? It's so <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm wearing like my typical I just rolled out of bed. I haven't regulated my temperature yet, and I'm wearing my UB giving a shout out to an Australian slash Los Angeles brand UB E U B I, and they I'm wearing their soft ism hoodie and sweatpants, which are super comfortable fleece, breathable fleece, and I literally wear it all around the house whenever I am at home lounging. It's like my go-to loungewear. If we were sponsored by a company, like for example, them, like UB. That would be a perfect, a perfect, like subtle segue into talking about a product. No it'll happen one day. It would be like, mm, yeah. By the way, it is cold in here. That's why I'm wearing my my Yubi hoodie. Yeah, let me let, let me just let me just show my you know my chest off for a second as I change. You know. Mm, oh, this bra. Mm, so good. Oh it's- my God. La Senza. Have you heard of La Senza? Like you would be incredible. They're only five dollars on sale. Get those gazangas in check. <laughs> really talk like that. Mm-hmm. Speak- I know. 
this is kind of just because, wow, we were so off topic this morning. As we it's great. Wait for, for Nick to pop on here. But um, I remember being in Vegas and I remember going into the uh, Victoria's Secret Victoria's yeah. in Vegas and how like shocked is not the right word. Just more like um, uh, surprise, maybe surprise, like, whoa, okay, they have a lot of different sizes here. But also what they had, I'd never seen before. Like, oh, maybe it's, I don't think it's mostly in the States, but only in Vegas. Did they have like the, the double, triple, quadruple padded bra, padded bra? Like, really? Really padded. Really? <laughs> really, yeah. Hi, Nick. I was like, we're, talk we're talking about super duper padded bras from... Um, I love that. <laughs> from Victoria's Secret. Perfect. I know. I was just right up my alley. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying how I remember being in Vegas and how did we even start talking about bras? I don't know, but brand endorsements. Yeah, brand endorsements. And I'm like, how subtle it could be, like, oh my boobs feel so good this morning, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then I remember being in Vegas a number of years ago, going to Victoria's Secret, and I'm like, wow, this is very different than the Canadian version, mm -hmm. because in maybe only in Vegas did they have like the double, triple, quadruple padded, the most mm -hmm. padded bras I have ever seen in my life, so that literally your tits would be like... They have, I think they have that everywhere in the, United, in the States. I think it's always, they always market it to like super extra, extra push. I mean, I don't think it's as popular anymore. Yeah. Um, but for a while, yeah, that's all they were like advertising was like this crazy amount of push up. It's like, okay, it's a little much, but whatever you want to do. <laughs> it's like, we'll save you doing the first, the physical labor of push ups. Just wear our bras instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> While flotation devices and helium, great. Enjoy your memory foam IPEX bras, whatever the fuck they call it. Oh, <laughs> it sounded real. That sounded legit. Yeah, right. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, she'd be like a salesperson or something. <laughs> Oh, we're, oh god oh hello i think nick nick missed that that's so missed funny oh, head in the corner there's my husband oh. and <laughs> he's only wearing his underwear and he just walked past it <laughs> damn it <laughs> and he's wearing orange mm -hmm. i love that mm -hmm. a little pop of color you know Exactly, and two approvals from two gay men. You can't mm -hmm. go wrong with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it because he's like, he's not on social media. He's never had Facebook. He's never had Instagram in his life. Wow. And he, like, if you look at my social media, you'll never see his face. Mm -hmm. I don't have... He doesn't like posting, like, he doesn't like that really, like, being out there. No, not at all. And so that was pretty funny. Um, anyway. <laughs> he's getting more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> He's embracing his sexuality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this is not, podcast is not about my husband. I was going to say, he <laughs> loves to be naked. He's used to, okay. <laughs> Stories for another time. Now I'm getting all like sweaty. Okay. She's getting all hot and bothered. She saw the yeah, orange she, underwear. Yeah, she's having a hot flash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that age yet. So, any, so anyways, Nick, how are you? Good. How are you? How are you guys doing? We're doing just fine, just shooting Good. the shit and just happy to have you on for a second chat. And we were kind of talking about, huh, what the fuck are we going to talk to Nick about? We're kind of like, kind of like, kind of like, <laughs> kind of like best friends, but mm -hmm. not really because mm -hmm. we haven't actually physically touched each other yet, but like yeah. we're, we're close enough and we were kind totally. of talking. 
so, but we, me and Rachel were just kind of joking around about how we're going to do a cooking demo with you and how hilarious it'll be because me and Rachel really don't cook. Like I tried cooking two frozen beyond meat patties and I basically set my smoke alarm off oh, because no. they were like crispy. And I'm like, I said to my friend, Oh, I haven't, I haven't cooked like this in a while. She's like, hero, you're not fucking cooking. You're reheating. Like, yeah. Well, it's better than craft dinner. Does your significant other, he, he's a chef, right? Yeah. Well, He's a chef for sure. He is. Yeah. He's definitely a chef in the relationship. I mean, like, he makes some real good shit, man. Like, even you would love it. I love that. Does your husband cook, Rachel? Um, yeah, he can. He cooks better than me, but... Okay. <laughs> She's like, that's not saying much, apparently. I don't... That, the way you said it, it didn't seem like that was... <laughs> no, I think I was... I, I think I was questioning it, because I'm like, neither of us really... I mean, I guess you don't have to cook, like, elaborate things to cook or to be a chef. I don't, yeah, I don't cook that kind of, that way every day. Like, in my day-to-day -day life, I'm not making, like, gourmet meals. I don't know. <laughs> he, no. he can't, he can. He, and then he always asks me, he's like, so, did, honey, did you put the flavor in it this time? Like. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> Pepper. Yeah, the flavor. Orange juice. Like, so, oh I suck it just, like. Because you know what, growing up for some reason, um, and actually I, this is a good question for you, Nick, about growing up and like what, I don't think we talked about this, what your family cooked or what you were used mm -hmm. to growing up. Yeah, we did yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but growing up for myself, it was just like, my, my parents didn't really cook much and it was all very plate. Like it wasn't like unhealthy. We never got any fruit roll-ups or like that kind of shit. Like, yes. Yep. Allowed to have that stuff. But my my lunches at school was like, Campbell's tomato soup in a thermos and then some crackers and an apple. So that was <laughs> it's fine, but like, boring. it's kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fruity. For some, for some reason, for the longest time, I had tomato and cheese sandwiches and then I freaking hated them forever. Now you hate them. So with that being said, what, like growing up, what did, was there anything inspiring? That um, I... I was a chubby, well, I mean, I still am chubby, but I was a chubby, like a chubby child and I really like to eat. So my mom, like my mom was a great cook and my dad, my dad is a good cook now. He was kind of just like basic when he would like growing up, he, his family made like steak and potatoes. Like that was it. It was very like American type food where my mom always made like eggplant parm and chicken parm and pasta. And, and it turns out I'm not even really Italian, which I thought that I was like this, like, Mediterranean God when I was younger thinking I was so ethnic like I thought because I did the ancestry DNA thing and I thought I was I thought I was going to be like Armenian and Italian because that's what my mom thought she was yeah and it turns out I'm like 60 something percent Irish so who knows very strange oh my um, god wow but I ate, I ate a lot growing up but I never was allowed it, I didn't eat bad food it was just like the quantity I ate was just mm -hmm. far too much the portion size that's what always been my problem um, so yeah, so I ate really well growing up, but I never got to have like the fun, like junk food, like you said, like fruit roll-ups or, cause all the other kids got to have that. I never did, mm. but I'm glad I didn't because I would have been like three times the size that I was. Sure. For sure. Whereas for yeah. my ass, I had all that shit oh. <laughs> and it did not benefit me whatsoever. I used to be so uh, envious. Uh, <laughs> yes, for sure. Trust me. You're not missing much. I was thinking yeah. that like three or four McDonald's a week. Ugh. You know, like I was fat. I was 180 pounds and five foot two. And then I, you know, and then 
because that's actually why I lost the weight. My brother passed from cancer in mm-hmm. 2005. So when he passed, I was like, oh shit, this could happen to me anytime. I've got to change yeah. my life. So then I started eating healthier and healthier and healthier. But had that not happened, I probably would be 400 pounds probably by now, even mm-hmm. more 500 pounds. I wouldn't have lost weight. I would have been like right on that kind of yeah. TLC trend show, you know? Mm-hmm. So good for you, for both of you not being able and hope, thankfully, hopefully not kind of rebelling like oh my god i'm gonna eat all this shit now that i'm right. an adult and i can do right. this you know like did you have a moment where you're like oh my god i can do this now like i'm gonna do it now that i have the choice i thought that i would but i it's so funny i still had that like guilt in the back of my mind like like i r- very rarely eat fast food but this is like a prime example of like how much my mom not that she was like we would get it like once in a while don't get me wrong but it was very much not like a normal thing so even like as an adult like there was a time when like i was driving by mcdonald's i think i drove by it like three times as an adult and i was like i like didn't i like physically couldn't go in the drive-thru i was yeah. like scared it's so yeah. weird i just yeah. was like this is bad like i thought it was bad like i was told that that's not good to eat that's not good for you yeah but i mean now yeah i eat obviously whatever i want but i don't i still don't like i won't give my daughter that kind of stuff because then i know because i know me and like how like me eating as a kid and growing up and then like being chubbier and then like I don't want her to go through that so I was like okay she can have her like treats once in a while when we're at like a birthday party or a family party but like not an everyday thing because I feel like it's so easy it's really easy just to give kids just to give them whatever they want because they're whining or crying or whatever the case may be and then it's just like oh well just it's easy let's just go through the drive-through and I definitely don't want to do that with her but um, as I got older, I was like, oh, I can eat whatever I want, but I, I still don't eat certain things just because it was like embedded in my brain that it was like bad. Like <laughs> you shouldn't eat yeah. that. So, well, like- yeah, for sure. That's like me with alcohol and, mm-hmm. uh, and drugs or any kind of substance altering mind altering kind of products, because like I still haven't drank to this day, smoked or anything. And I think ever? that's the same as you ever. I'm completely wow. straight edge, completely straight edge. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. But I think that's partially what you're talking about is that I was raised in a way where I was told, like, don't do these things because they will equal these results. They will have these Mm -hmm. outcomes. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm a good boy. I'm not going to do that. And also Mm -hmm. because of my impulsive personality, what if I did get a a hook for something and I couldn't control my my consumption? It better be a consumption that is healthier than not. So like, right. oh, I love going to yoga classes. Okay, I'll become mm-hmm. a yoga teacher. I'll go to classes every day, you know, or I like to shop. I'll buy clothing as frequently as I want if I can mm-hmm. afford it. But at least I'm not going to affect right. my substances abuse mm-hmm. in my brain. You got to pick and choose your vices and some yes. people, it's different, right? So, yeah, totally. Yeah. So just along the, along the lines of um, consumption and eating, when you, because I always think about ta- asking chefs about this, but I just mm-hmm. haven't really asked, I don't think. But mm-hmm. when, when you're cooking, like I, I can only imagine how difficult, it, it, maybe I'm wrong, but how difficult it would be because you're tasting everything as you go mm-hmm. along, right? Yep. How hard is it to keep a healthy diet because you're always having to taste what you're cooking? And mm-hmm. I mean, yep. I guess it depends on obviously where you're cooking, maybe you're cooking in like a, I don't know, a vegetarian or vegan or like a, and I'm not saying that that's the only healthy option people. I don't know why I said that. I'm not a vegan. I don't no, know. But I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like a stereotypical, like if someone says vegan, I think healthy, but there are so many things you can eat that are unhealthy if you really wanted to so as a vegan. Yeah. So I, I think when I was working in restaurants, it was like, people are always like, Oh, restaurant food is so good. And I'm like, yeah, because the amount of butter and salt and like, mm-hmm 
it made the food great. And that's what like, it was even in fine dining restaurants that I worked in, it was the same way. It's like mm-hmm. very butter heavy and like tons of salt and mm-hmm. all things that I like. And I, I think <laughs> I never really worked in a place that was like unhealthy food per se, but I think my issue has always been portion control and controlling myself around things. Mm-hmm. Because going back to what you said, Hero, is that like, I didn't, drink or do anything until I was 18 years old. Like I was like okay. a good child. I was like, my sister was like the star <laughs> and then it was like me. And then it was like my brother, like tear down from there. He was like the really troublemaker. I was like, okay. Um, and then when I was 18, I started drinking and that's like instantly when I started drinking like to excess, I noticed that like uh. I overdo things like that's kind of like how my personality type is like i tend to be like fixated on it so yes same thank god i don't drink anymore because it's not good (laughs) but with Mm -hmm. food it was the same thing it was like almost like you're self-medicating and i think Mm -hmm. food is i did that with food too Mm -hmm. especially when i stopped drinking i found myself eating a lot more like sweets and a lot and like eating a lot more food i don't know if i was like masking that i don't know but no for sure (laughs) so how did you um get back in in a healthy habit like how did you curb that i i guess i never was never really like what i ate it's like how much i ate so i still i just have to like physically make sure i stop doing it and so like i used to do a lot of like not fad diets but i did used to like i tried keto i did low carb when i was younger and all that stuff works but for me it's never it's not like a i need like i needed like a i need like a lifestyle change not a diet temporary yeah yes it's only temporary and yeah, it helps you lose weight. And then I'm like, Oh, have fun gaining it all back. And then I'm just like, go back to the next thing. So I'm yeah. trying, I'm still trying to find the balance of like eating health and more just having a healthy lifestyle more so than just doing diets. Because I feel like for me, it's um, either all or nothing. I'm going to go mm-hmm. in and do keto and eat low carb to like the max and then lose a bunch yeah. of weight. And then the second I stop, I'm going to gain it all back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm all or nothing as well. So it's mm-hmm. hard to find that ability to moderate and kind right. of just be like, okay, here are some examples at work and it might not give the full effect, but it's better yeah. than doing what I was doing prior. So maybe there's a in-between, hence your point, it's a lifestyle. Yes. And when people say diets don't work, they don't work because right. when you're dieting, you're removing something mm-hmm. to hopefully help you with something. Right. You can cut stuff out. That's not really being in a diet. You're just cutting right. stuff out, but you're not reducing or changing how much you're eating. You're just changing what you're eating, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's always temporary with diets. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that since uh, the pandemic, because I feel like that there's a whole explosion of got to be healthy, mm-hmm. like for time to, to be healthy, Yeah. perhaps. Have you noticed that that's changed in even your catering business or what people ask for or what's, what's, I don't know. Like if, is that necessarily, I have noticed a lot, like in the beginning of the pandemic, people were like, I was like not doing anything like health wise, like working it or anything, because I was just like, I feel like everyone else is doing that. And then, then it started becoming like, well, now's the time to do it. You have all this extra time, but I really didn't have all this extra time because I was still working. Um, But not necessarily. I don't think, I think because I'm a caterer and we do a lot of weddings and stuff, it still hasn't real, that shift really hasn't happened yet where like people are changing the way they eat at their weddings. Um, But I have noticed that in general, that in the food industry in general, that that's definitely like on the rise, especially now coming out of it, people are almost like, oh, now I got to get back in shape and now we're getting back to real life again and I have to get healthy. And um, so yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, cause correct me. I don't, I don't want to spout off like a really inaccurate fact here, but there was a, 
a, a bit of a core, a bit of a correlation between people getting COVID and getting really ill and obesity. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't, anyway. So I just feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, like with, with those kinds of um, scientific findings or those kinds of things, people I think have really maybe shifted their perceptions. Yes. Perhaps, mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah. and you, yeah, we well, make a good point though. Cause like I, cause I work in clothing retail a little bit still, not as much as I was when we started the podcast, but still once or twice a week, you see people coming and saying, Hey, I've got the COVID weight or I've lost the COVID weight. Mm -hmm. So it will go up or down and things like that. And so I don't know the, when you say that rage, even if I don't have any knowledge, I think, well, you're fat, your organs are part of your body if mm -hmm. your immune system is compromised because if your weight mm -hmm. then you might be more susceptible to being sick because your mm -hmm. body has to work harder to defend itself so i mean i could see the logic just from that yeah <laughs> so anyway I, i'm gonna look at this look this up later <laughs> it, is, it is interesting because i know a lot of people are like they the comparing to like the, fr the freshman 15 of like starting college and then but now it's like covid the covid more than 15 for some people and so I get it. It's definitely easy to like fall back into when you're not being as active and things are closed. It's so easy to fall back into like bad eating habits and like, oh, we're just relaxing. It's COVID, you know, and then now things are opening back up and everyone's like, oh, shit, like, yeah, I, gotta, I, I gained a bunch of weight. I'm going to lose it. Or I gotta get start being active again or whatever the case may be. Yeah, or, for sure. Like, like drinking. Like, I can only imagine the people that um, people that fell off the wagon again. Yes. Drinking. Mm -hmm. Leave. Yes, totally. Then I think I, I'm only a year and a few months sober. I start, I stopped drinking. It was literally like, it was March 1st. And it, wow. and it was just before COVID happened. And I didn't know that was going to happen. And then I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, now we're in. Now it's like even more pressure. I felt like to like remain sober because that felt like the thing to do was like, well, let's fuck it. Let everyone just drink and hang out and like whatever. And so um, that was interesting. But I'm here. We did it. <laughs> Can, may I ask how come you decided to, to become sober? Yeah. Um, so my, there's definitely a history of drinking problems in my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, I started drinking when I was 18 and then that didn't stop <laughs> like through until literally like a year and some months ago. Um, and yeah, I, I noticed that it was like becoming a problem. I would say in college, like, in college, it was like, oh, it's fun. Nick's the fun one because it's college. Everyone drinks and goes out and parties and whatever. And then it was like, okay, I'm blacking out all the time from drinking every time I drink. And I was on like anxiety medication. And anyone out there who's taking anxiety medication, please do not drink and make sure it's, if you do, it's like, this is the doctor in moderation. Like I was going to the excess like every time. And it just exacerbated like all of my, like the symptoms of like being drunk. It like made me a complete mess. Um, and so then I got like kicked off campus my senior year of college and I could still go to school, but I, I couldn't live there on the weekends and it was this whole mm. big thing. And then wow. um, you would think that that would have been it, but no, there was this, this yeah, we could get really deep, but there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. However, however, however deep, deep you want to go. Yeah. No, yeah. really. I think that's um, a really opportunity, a great opportunity for you to open up to people that you trust within, you know, within yeah. reason. Um, and knowing that we, we get juicy, right? So. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And then after college, I, then I became 21 and that was like, well, now I can drink in public and drink when I'm going out. So that's even better. And then I came out at 21 and then I used alcohol as like a coping mechanism for like coming out and like yep. 
being more comfortable and going to like a bar or a club or something. And it was just so easy to drink and then feel like your inhibitions were lowered. So you felt more comfortable with yourself and being around other gay people. Cause I hadn't really been in that environment before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just continued from there. It was basically, I just, you know, I thought, I never thought I had a problem obviously until I got a DUI and then that was like the biggest thing. And that was kind mm-hmm. of like my, my like wake up call that I was like, okay. Um, which I'm surprised I had it happen prior to that, honestly. Um, but yeah. Well, you just, okay. you were ready. Like some, you know, I, th- I really truly believe that certain times in our life, like things we're, when we're ready for a change, we're ready to heal. It's, yeah. It's kind of the universal timing. And yep. so like, did you have any, what kind of tools did you, like, did you go to see a therapist or like, was there? <clears throat> I'm in therapy currently. And then <clears throat> when I was drinking that, that whole time, I was also in therapy because as I was coming out, I think I started therapy right out of high school, like early when I was like 20, 21. That's when I first started seeing a therapist when I was coming out and that really helped me. But I was always like off and on with drinking. Like I would be like, okay, I'm not going to drink for a while. And then like a month or two went by and I was like, see, I can stop drinking. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. And then literally the same pattern would happen. And I noticed now looking back sober, I'm like, it literally was like on repeat. It was like uh-huh. months, no drinking, come back around, ease into it, spiral. Okay. Uh-huh. Stop drinking two months. You know, it was like this whole pattern. And I think, and I was also on medication that entire time for anxiety and it, it not a good combo. Um, so that was my only really vice was drinking. Luckily I never really did any like hard drugs. I never did anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like a constant like thing. And I look back and I'm like, I must've been so tiring to try and keep that up because I think of now being hungover and I could, I would be miserable. Like I could never, I never want to feel, I had that feeling again. Like I used to be hungover so bad. Like every time I went out, I would like blackout. So Oh my God. It's like a never-ending cycle. Wow. In some in some respects to that, because I I did well, and there's also there's al- there's alcoholism in my family too mm-hmm. for with um a couple of uh, relatives, you know, and so it's interesting because I don't know if you feel this, but there's almost it's almost like not even, I mean, it is you, but there's almost like some other view, <clears throat> like genetically mm-hmm. that that when you felt that urge just to like. Yeah. Drink. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even, I don't know if that makes sense. It wasn't even you. It's like something. Deep. No. Yeah. It's, it's like my mom, like when now thinking about it, like I used to be like when I would stop drinking for a little bit, it was like in my mind where I would be like, it took a while to notice. I'm like, Oh, that's like the alcoholic part of my brain trying to come out and be like, cause I tried to, I would just kept trying to justify drinking. Like, Oh, I'll start counting drinks. Oh, I'll only drink wine. Oh, I'll only drink beer. Oh, I'll only have two drinks tonight. And nothing ever worked. It's because I was just like, I was fooling myself thinking that I could, you know, and I was in the environment of like a restaurant industry. I was bartending. I was being a line cook. I was serving. And like that lifestyle is so toxic to anybody who's sober. Um, Like we would go out after work. We would drink at work, go out after work, wake up, hungover, go to work the next day and just do the whole cycle again. And <clears throat> I just thought it was like normal. Like everyone else did that too, the people that I was around, but not to the extent that I was doing it. And I guess I really didn't notice that until, you know, recently. Um, but it's almost like your brain tries to trick you into thinking that it's going to be okay. Like, oh, it'll be okay this time. Like, oh, you'll be fine. You can manage, you can handle it. And I think when you say you can't handle it ever, <laughs> 
Yes. And then like, okay, then I can start to heal and become fully sober and really be like, okay, analyze like going forward and um, I'm in therapy and therapy I always recommend to everyone. Like all my friends are in therapy now. <laughs> so it's like, you should try therapy. It's great. <laughs> oh, same. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've been- it's awesome. It's all, I tell all my friends and I'm just like, therapy is it's nice to have a third party who will be honest with you non-judgmental but honest and they're not going to tell you what you want to hear and I think it's hard sometimes when you have friends and family you go to them saying like I'm a complete mess whatever and they're just like it's okay like you'll figure it out but you need someone to be like no (laughs) it's not okay let's figure out some tools to deal with that and then move forward kind of thing yeah and luckily you it seems like you found a therapist that gives (laughs) you the guidance and the proper attention that you require to help support your path to whatever your what your path oh, wants to lead to because it's very easy for a therapist to project their own self onto you which means you're not being a therapist you're not even practicing therapy but a lot of people do it's like okay this is your blanket statement this is what you need to do go do this and you'll be fine it's like no nah, you, you need to do the work and there's a lot right. of stuff that's so deeply psychological that we don't realize until it's unpacked mm-hmm. yeah well, very psychological and I was, I was listening actually to, oh my gosh, maybe it was Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's podcast recently. Mm-hmm. And, and he was even, they're talking about alcoholism in, with actors and comedians and stuff like that, or just in people in general, like some, some people like yourself and like a lot of people out there just can't have just one drink or they just can't Never. two yeah. drinks. And some people can, and it's yep. just, just the way it is, you right. know? It's, like I, I tried the whole moderation thing and that it never worked, but I would no. tell myself it would work, but it never did. Unfortunately, yeah. like, or fortunately now, but unfortunately it just, it, some people just can't handle having one drink and, and I would do it once in a while just to like prove a point almost to myself. Like, yeah. oh, I'll have one drink and that's it. But then I was like thinking about having another one, but I didn't, but it's like, yeah, it wasn't the frequency in which I drank it was the quantity when I did drink so it's not not like I wasn't the type of person to drink every single day I wasn't like that but when I would go out it would be like to the extreme you know so everyone's different your partner I think you were saying he does have the odd drink is that hard for you no it's not and it's maybe it's because I mean he's been with me this whole time and so I, yeah, I'm not really affected that way. I know some people can't have alcohol in the house and they can't be around it, but that's not really how I feel. Um, I'm totally fine with it. And maybe it's because it's been over a year now and this is the longest period of time where like I've been sober that I think once you start getting over that first year, it's almost like you start thinking about things in a different way and your mind is totally clear and you can start really analyzing things. And like, it's interesting. You start seeing things in a different way. Yeah. yeah. And um, do you, yeah. do you find, do you find being a father of a child mm-hmm. is an influence for you? Does it give you a feeling of you want to be the best version of yourself for your child so they can see that as a model? Does that okay. influence anything? Oh yeah. hundred percent. And when we first, that was pretty much like the catalyst initially um, was also her because that was like the biggest thing is like, I don't want to like jeopardize my child, like anything like that, or just have her see because I have, I have friends and family and stuff that I've seen who are alcoholics. And like, you see people who like grow up with like an alcoholic father or mother and like, you see how it affects them. And I was like, mm-hmm. I never want that to happen. Like, that's like my biggest fear. So I was like, thank God that's over and done with. Um, but yeah, it, it's really sad. Some people don't get a hold of that kind of thing until much later in life until it's already affected so many other people. Um, 
but yeah, I'm lucky that I kind of nipped it in the butt now because that could have ended very differently. So I'm much very happy about that. So good. That's awesome. Yeah for you like that's it's so huge and I just like I hope that you know some people that are listening to this I know we're talking about you know going into some deep vices here but hopefully there's some takeaways of things that you can do to get yourself out of of wherever you yeah. are the dark place so yeah. um it's interesting that you talk about the the industry that you're in because mm-hmm. we had Mary Lou on for the second time recently and she yes. was talking about also because she she loves her champagne mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she, but she was just talking about how she, she has, she does have to be careful because in that industry, like, you know, your, your finished work. And it was, what was she saying? Like, um, I don't know, the counting down the seconds till they could have a drink. And that was like a thing. Yep. And the bars open later, even though the kitchen's closed and yep. your pal, your teams are just at the, you know, and you're there till like oh, two yeah. in the morning you, you repeat the cycle and you're back at like 9am the next day. Hungover, feeling like shit throwing up whatever the case may be and then you have to go work a 12-hour shift again and then they want to go out the next night and you don't think you can do it and then you go out and you're like oh this is great (laughs) it's really and I don't think that like and there's been like several like articles I've read in like interviews but mental health and like as a chef is so big because people think like think it's taboo to talk about but it really is a very toxic industry Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong there are some great restaurants I've worked at where it's everything's very positive and but it's definitely easy to fall into unhealthy habits or patterns when you do work in the industry, especially as yeah. like a cook or someone who is like still young and like going out. And then if you have mental health issues, anxiety, depression on top of it, it's just a bad, it's a recipe for disaster. And I don't think mm. people talk about that enough. No, for sure not. I could yeah. never imagine myself working in the rest in a restaurant of any kind. Yeah. At any kind yeah. of food and beverage. Yeah. Never. It's funny. Like I've actually, that's something that I've never done either. I've never worked as a server, I've never worked. I've, d- I've done a lot of retail. So my thing like retail instead of same. Yes. Instead of serving. Yeah. But yeah. To, yeah, but I have to say actually, so I was um, for a number of years, I was a sales rep traveling around uh, Canada and some of the States um, never made it down to where you are. Well, I did go to New York. I've been to, you know, Manhattan, but not um, over to Massachusetts. Yeah. But Anyway, um, there, like, there's, there's definitely our industries where, especially when you're, you're hopping around and you're, you're traveling to different trade shows and in sales mm-hmm. and you're meeting people and like, what do you do? The social thing is you right. go. <laughs> and so, 100%. and so like, luckily I never got into this. Uh, I mean, yes, I'd have some drinks and okay. Yeah. There were some, right. <laughs> some instances where, okay, now I'm, I'm thinking of, okay, I'm like, I'm totally eating my words now, but <laughs> Um, no, but basically what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that, yeah, there are a lot of industries that do, that's kind of like the culture of, of it. And it's, it's almost like if you don't, then are you still going to be as successful or are you more popular or make enough sales in your case? And you probably were like, I want to schmooze in wine and dine these people and make a sale. And then you don't want to look like a lame ass. And you're like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to be a line cook or the salesperson and be like, I'm going to go back to my hotel room. Good night. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a loser. We're not gonna buy anything from her. Like yes. it's mm-hmm. so silly to think about now. But like I'm sure in the moment you were like, I wanna go out and like make sure like I impress these people and like put on a good front and like represent my company and then yeah. yeah. And at the time it was easier because I was in my twenties and like and I did have like it was fun. I'm not gonna lie. Like of it course, of course. Yeah. But um but that's not sustainable. 
at all. And it's not a reason to like, I mean, you almost just start feeling bad about yourself because mm -hmm. it is a popularity contest. Totally. I don't know how, like, and so how do you think that people can get around that in your industry? I mean, I probably just from talking about mental health more, which I know we're starting yeah. to. Yeah. I think it's definitely something that just needs to be talked about. People need to be more open about um, because I feel like it, like I didn't really see any hardcore drugs, maybe like cocaine when I was younger, I've seen out at like parties with like other chefs and like their friends and stuff, but I never saw any like hardcore, hardcore drugs, but I have heard stories of people falling into those sort of patterns because you do want to like, like I can't imagine myself as like a line cook or a sous chef when I was out going out all the time being like, I'm going to go home. And then this is that I wanted the staff to like me and you want to be popular and you want to be in that culture. And like, mm -hmm. But you, some people just can't hang. And I just was one of them. I couldn't hang and I couldn't, like, I couldn't keep up that lifestyle. And unfortunately, a lot of the times people that you surround yourself with that, that are doing the same things you are, unfortunately, end up having addictions as well or mental health or other problems. And so I definitely think you are the company you keep. And so when you're going out with like the same people and doing the same things, it's like, okay, maybe let's take a look around and see, you know, it's, I, you know, there's an issue with me, but also surround yourself with good people who really want the yes. best for you and, they'll be there for you. And then the ones that are just want to party, they'll keep doing their thing. And you have to just, yeah. you'll get people who are listening. Like you'll get there in your career with what you want to do. Just yeah. keep on track and don't get distracted by like the glitz and the glamor of like going out and fine dining and getting drunk all the time. It's not definitely not worth it. Mm -hmm. I, if anything, I would hinder you from, it probably hindered me from doing and making decisions, better decisions that I could have done to further my career earlier on. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah but you know the fact that now you have your own business you are in an industry that you thrive in in a mm -hmm. format that works for you the yeah. decisions you might have made back then might have been great but they still probably would have led you to where you are today to be a parent to be self-employed totally. to have your own business to have other people do things for you that you don't have the ability to do now because you're a parent and that's your primary right. focus is to provide a lifestyle for your family yeah totally and social media doesn't help with it's like the all of social media is like I hate using acronyms, but it is FOMO. Like it's totally a fear, fear of missing. So I mean, you know, like hey, like what if you don't go to that party, you decide not to, and then you're you're seeing it all. Mm. Like you missed out on something, but in reality, you really didn't. <clears throat> but you still feel like that. You can't help but feel like you're missing out on an opportunity, or meeting somebody, or having that fun that you could have had. But it's. Sometimes it's not worth it. I'm trying to think if I ever just went out and pretended I was drinking, but I wasn't drinking. <laughs> I don't think I, think I, I was younger. <laughs> yep. Before I even started drinking, I did that when I was way younger. Like I, I was never like the like <clears throat> like a popular kid, and so I knew like all the other kids were going out and drinking at, at like 15, 16 years old. But I was not like that. I was like a mama's boy, and I was like never did any wrong. And um, I remember a party I went to that I did do that. I was like basically like pretended that I was drunk <clears throat> to fit in. Yep. And I got attention from it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I was, I was the 15 year old that did drink. <laughs> I remember like the first time I got drunk was 15 yeah. or so. And then, but like, yeah. It's pretty common, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. There are lots of kids in my high school that would drank, you know, in ninth or 10th grade and whatever they did, even if it was like cooler, it's like they, they drank a lot. They did hookah. They did whatever they could to yeah. get, get Ooh. something weed. Yeah. Hookah was really popular. For, in, was, in, yeah, that's funny that you say that it was for a while. And a lot of kids in high school were doing hookah and it's just like, is it nicotine? Like, I don't even know what 
it even there's is. something there's something to do with Weird. nicotine or something that gives you the hit of something that your body doesn't want to have but right. you feel it needs to have it <laughs> it's strange it's like it's flavored tobacco because i remember yes i think so i actually i went to turkey once when i was in my early 20s i think and i bought a hookah from turk in turkey somewhere yeah. very <clears throat> prevalent there there's a lot of hookah lounges yep and, uh yeah it's just that's what it is it gives you yeah. like maybe that instant kind of slight buzz and then yeah yeah I forgot about that <laughs> I love it. all that memory lane <laughs> yeah right absolutely I, I also want to make sure people know it's not like it's not to say that you can't like i don't want to like be projecting because it's not to say that you can't like trust me in an ideal world if i could drink and not if i wasn't an alcoholic and i can go out and have a few drinks trust me all the power to you i think people that have kind of control i commend them because it's it is a fun thing and people are responsible with it and can have fun so i don't want people to think that i'm like you shouldn't drink because by all means <clears throat> you have to do what's best for you and what you you know you have the control i'm the one who doesn't so <laughs> fair fair yeah. enough like, i'm surprised yeah. actually with like some of some of my family history not not my direct parents but just some of their siblings and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, getting older now, I, I can, I can just have like one drink or two drinks, which is interesting. Right. I didn't think that was possible. Like I actually don't want to get hammered anymore because right. I know the consequences now as I get, as you get, I guess it's just getting older and, and maturing mm -hmm. perhaps, but you know, because I know the next day and it's not even feeling nauseous or headache or whatever it's, I get, fucking depressed yes mm. it's that's huge yes the next day you feel guilty if, even if nothing wrong happened you still feel depressed you feel guilty you feel down you question everything it, it's the worst even on top of the hangover i think that's the worst feeling in the world mm. Mm. it's like the mental part of it yeah physically you feel like shit but you know mentally you're like it's it fucks you up you think like <clears throat> did i do something wrong did i say the wrong thing i feel mm -hmm. it's you, some you don't even know why you feel guilty or depressed sometimes you're like nothing happened i shouldn't feel guilty i shouldn't feel this way but it's a depressant <laughs> so alcohol is a depressant so it definitely does that exactly. Yeah. exactly yeah for sure and what i'm wondering as well is um kind of taking it into the restaurant industry, even though you do more catering now, um, what have you noticed in the restaurant industry in Massachusetts, in Boston, kind of like pre COVID during COVID. And now mm -hmm. as you guys are opening up a lot more, which is, I mean, of course the world is going to open up a lot more, but it's, yeah. it's just, okay. Humor my ignorance, mm -hmm. but it's interesting that the States is actually doing something correctly and advancing in terms of vaccination yeah. rollouts versus Canada, because usually Canada is leading. So yes. what does, what has that been like on your side of things? And also in your state in terms of mm -hmm. seeing how people are like, yes, we're vaccinated, we're double vaxxed or whatever. Yeah. We're opening up restaurants, we're going to indoor facilities. Is that happening in your territory or not yet? It is. I'm fully vaccinated and I know a lot of people that like are in my inner circle are, <clears throat> there are a few people who I, who are like, I'm not getting vaccinated, but I don't even entertain that. I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, I'm not going to argue with people, no. but I think <clears throat> the governor of Massachusetts just released that May 29th is going to lift the mask mandate, which is really big. Um, yeah. For a while I was like, I don't know if this is ever going to be lifted. Like, um, but yeah, they're doing that in, in, on Massachusetts on May uh, 29th. So like in 10 days, they're going to be lifting the mask mandate. So you can be 
I think it's outside and I think it's inside because I think they're, what they're struggling with is how are you going to police people coming into like, well, they're leaving it up to the store. So if you want a small business and you have like a little boutique shop, you can still say you have to wear a mask to come inside. Uh-huh. But if you don't want to, you don't have to like mm-hmm. saying that to like a store owner. Like I still work part-time at my friend's butcher shop and he's struggling with that. He's like, do I say, no, you don't have to wear it. Or do I say, yes, you have to. Cause then if you say you have to, if you don't have to wear a mask, if you're vaccinated, how are you going to police that? You're going to ask people for the vaccination card. Yeah. Like, well, that's yeah. the only thing. So I think it's kind of like you either have to trust people to do the right thing, which unfortunately I don't trust people. To do the right uh-huh. thing. You have to either trust people or it's like, you have to make them wear masks in your store, which they're leaving it up to the store owners. Um, to do that like if they still want to have people wear masks they can but as far as the state's concerned they're lifting it yeah and yeah. Denver, denver is doing that too denver, yeah. colorado is doing that too because like with where i work we have a store in denver and so you can see the mm-hmm. recaps from the manager and so yeah the manager is saying interesting happening so you know there is no requirements for distancing and there's no mm-hmm. requirements for mask wearing and like holy shit and you guys are still you guys still have to wear masks yeah yeah nick yeah we we like, I just got my single my first vaccination last week. I'm only getting my first one on Friday. Like people are not people are just as of I think it was about a week ago, those that are in their 40s, 30 mm-hmm. now their 20s are finally able to book their first vaccine. Yeah. And yeah. the second sorry to like uh, the second one I think we're not even getting for like four freaking months. For our age category. Second shot. Our second shot is not going to be until September or, or yeah, late August or September. What is, what is the shot? Like, what's the, what's it called? Like, what's the. Oh, the Pfizer. 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 Okay. Yeah. Same as, as you. Yeah. 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 They, they meet, when I got mine, the first one, they made a point to schedule mine three weeks after the first one. We had to get the second one. Which which is is so great. Which is so, but that's nice that they actually scheduled you, right? they did it automatically they're like you have to come back on this so like literally it was like april 30th was i had to go that day so i had to pick a time wow. that day to go. um wow. which is weird because usually, usually the states are always so far behind or whatever you yeah. know <laughs> a mess yeah. so it's interesting yeah <clears throat> the supply there's no the supply yeah. the supply of vaccines and that's why all of a sudden it's like oh okay canada's finally getting a decent supply of vaccines so then all of a sudden right everyone was able to book their first appointment. So, um, and I think the four months is just because they wanted to make sure that at least everyone was able to get, if they wanted to get their first dose. Okay. So yeah. I, so with that being said, like when you say that people are not wearing masks at the end of the month, I'm like, it's going to be so much longer for Canada. <laughs> yeah. I, I was shocked because I, Massachusetts is very liberal and it's very, it's, I hate to say smarter than other states as I don't want to say that, but it's, it's just a lot for me, it's a lot more like my vibe Massachusetts is. So some States like New Hampshire, which is so close to Massachusetts has, hasn't had really as strict mass mandates for the past like six months. It's up to to each state to decide on the restrictions. And so the CDC released like a blanket statement and then States can then decide how they want to interpret that. So if, if you're like outside, like I remember New Hampshire was <clears throat> like restaurants. You couldn't even go inside a restaurant at, at that point without a mask on. And now they're allowing people in. They were always before, but I never, I was, I wasn't in a rush because I wanted to like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. So I was mm. kind of like, people were like st- states like New Hampshire and Texas and Florida are kind of wild. 
<laughs> they're like the three states that I'm like scared of. They're like, yeah, no, like no masks. Like they're a free state. Do whatever you want. <clears throat> um, so that's yeah. So not, it's always it's by state by state. So it's interesting because certain states are so liberal and certain states are so conservative. And mm-hmm. um, the United States is weird. It's a very weird place. We have we, so we many of those fucking states. So like what, 52 states or whatever? It's a lot. Yeah, it's a weird place to live. And like, I'm just glad that I was born in the state that I was born in. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, because they can be in Canada. What? It's like, okay, I'm going to be so funny. Like 10 provinces and three territories. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just making sure I got my math correctly. You know, lucky 13, but yeah. still though, I mean, and we're so much more spread out than the States. The States is yes. so condensed. And for us, we're so spread out, especially like, I don't remember what the actual um, population is of BC. Yeah. Rachel, do you want to humor me here? Like, get up. I'm okay. Look it up. It's way more spread out. Like, I, like, I feel like, <clears throat> I don't know. People always joke about like, especially during first COVID first happened when Donald Trump, first speaking the president everyone was like we're gonna move to canada canada is so much better everyone yes. wants to run to canada and flee um, yes yeah it's crazy we, we were we had a plan to actually offer americans to come immigrate to canada if trump did get re-elected i remember that that was a yeah. whole thing my husband I, and I even talked about it like jokingly but then we were like wait could he really win again like when we like it's just crazy <clears throat> thank god that did not happen but thank god <laughs> So British Columbia's population will this year will reach around 4.9 million in BC. But like, you got to put that into perspective as to how big is BC? Like, you know, what's the, 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 you know, and then I'm curious about Canada's population. Canada's population is 38 million. So think about like, okay, that's 38 million. Let's say New York population. I was going to say, yeah, what is like, I'm looking at Massachusetts right now, yeah. and as of in 2019, it was 6.893 million, and that's just a tiny state of Massachusetts. There you go. There you that go. Puts it, that puts it into perspective. I think we're like one of the smaller states. I think what is the smallest state? Rhode Island, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Well, in New York, New York State must be like two million more than us at least. It's got to be. No, no, the new the state of New York is 20 million. That's insane. What? That's wild. Holy shit. No wonder you have such high spikes and people are like, oh, places like New York and COVID. I'm like, yeah, because literally everyone's on top of each other and like literally living on top of each other. So it just, it's crazy. 20 so, okay, sorry. 20 million. Okay. So this put this into perspective. Canada, mm-hmm. 8 million in all of Canada. New York State, 20 million in New wow. York. Wow. I actually really never even looked at that up or thought about that. And that is so wild to me. And that just shows how much more, like, I feel like you guys must have much more, like, conservation land and, like, land that's protected and, like, wildlife and, like, nice things. <laughs> well, we have like, a lot of a lot of green, a lot of nature, especially mm-hmm. in the more eastern Canadian territories and even in yeah. the prairies, which is anything east of where me and Rachel are, which is, like, BC. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they clarify. I think Pacific Northwest is, like, the Yukon Territory and mm-hmm. British Columbia. The prairies I associate as Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. And then yeah. I don't know what to call Toronto, just Toronto, like Eastern Canada. And then you go into the Maritimes, which is like Prince Edward Island, mm-hmm. New Brunswick. And um, am I missing something? Was it Nova Scotia? <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> I only know that because that's like probably the closest one that I would ever visit. That's like the closest yeah. thing to me, I think, would be around there. Yeah, that's where but, my dad grew up. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, we do. We do have a lot, a lot of protected um, forests and things like that and, mm. and areas. So like actually even said to Adriano the other day, we were down the lake and I was like, it's like, God, this would be such a beautiful, like, why can't we just set a, up our tent right here on the beach at the lake? Because yeah. you can't do that anywhere. It's yeah. everything protected. So yeah. it's, it's just the opposite here. It's just a free for all. Everyone's tearing down forests and building. It's like every other day I literally see, even like my hometown, like I grew up in a town called Stoneham, Massachusetts. And even that it's like when like a business goes out of sale and someone buys it instantly, it's like, I feel like it's knocked down and made into condos, like everywhere wow. that's happening and it sucks, but. Well, okay. There are, that happens here too. For yeah. sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Are there? I guess there are a lot more protected protective areas. Actually, and I asked here a question on social or Instagram yesterday. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't respond to it. Answer my question. <laughs> my question was. I was actually working, surprisingly. <laughs> for a, for a little hike around here, and I was just talking. I was thinking about like the maybe the dangerous or animals, wild animals you might be terrified of running into mm-hmm. where we live, and. Yeah. So used to be like a bear if I was going to hike up where I used to live in yeah and so now though it's rattlesnakes so we have yeah like in some of our local like there's totally rattlesnakes around here it's much drier up here but uh just thinking about you know the animals that could be dangerous that you run into and it's then I was thinking about my friend who is from Brazil Mm -hmm. and of course the rainforest like they have some really fucking oh yeah yeah so she said when she came to Canada, she's like, oh, but you're, all your animals are like Disney characters. Like, <laughs> oh my God. When you think about it, it's actually really funny. Yeah. Or they're like mascots for some team or something, or I don't know. Well, it's true though. And so like, in terms of what was your question? Like what animal would I, do I yeah. feel like I need to avoid? Yeah. If you oh, be f- hiking or like do that kind of stuff. I feel well, like. I, go ahead, Nick. So for my, like for my area, so I live in New England. So our area, there is bears, but that's like more like Maine, like Northern parts of Maine. And then, but there's tons of, do you guys have coyotes? Yeah, we have lots of coyotes. Coyotes is like a big thing around here recently. I don't know why it's coyotes. And we do have some wolves, but it's not like, because we're so densely populated in the States, it's not, it's, you have to like really go out in the woods to find that. But a lot of the coyotes and stuff are coming in because Mm -hmm. their homes are being destroyed. So they're coming in, like you can see them running across the street, like at night. Like my sister had like a camera outside of her house and she saw one run right by her front lawn and there's all sorts of stuff like that, but nothing like super aggressive, like lives in densely populated areas. I would say coyotes is the biggest thing that like, yeah, you have to worry about. Yeah. yeah. Well, Vancouver for sure. Uh, coyotes have always been um, a thing of being inbound. Like even in my area that I grew up in, in Carisdale, there would be coyotes on the front lawn rarely but still and you think i'm walking down the street coming home from school or coming home from a friend's place it's a fucking coyote i i have to wait for that coyote to fucking leave because i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get in alive yeah or we have have cougars like we'll have cougar sightings and i think that's scary (laughs) that's like that's pretty big Mm -hmm. even like in well that's the thing though like nick you're saying like now because there are a lot of their homes are being destroyed Mm -hmm. and all these animals are coming into the city They're forced to come closer and then people kill them and i'm like it's not their fault that no. like they're coming in into our area it's like this is their area and we're basically that's how i think of it it's like that's yeah. their land, and we're tearing it down i'd be pissed too <laughs> 
Yeah, and you can't like, put them on. Them, I'd be like, fuck these people. <laughs> right? And I, and I got to say, you can't put them on the menu the next day. So, I mean, there's really no gain for right. anybody. So, right. Well, you could. I mean, I'm only saying that because the most, the animal that we see the most around here are mm-hmm. deer. We have a lot yes. of deer. Mm-hmm. Tons. And those are like, you know, during dusk or dawn, you do have to be careful when you're driving because. Yes. It's dangerous. Yeah. Actually, like even it was about a year ago, I was driving on one of the highways. And again, because they're coming into the cities and the deer, it was like people are going like, okay, I don't know in miles, but they're going like 80, 90 kilometers an hour. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that is. Maybe 60 miles an hour. Okay. Like a highway. Highway, a highway. Yeah. And the like deer- 60 to 70 miles an hour usually is what it is. Yeah, exactly. And but you dart across the street, like the highway. Yeah. If that hits your car, you're, you could either die or it's dangerous. Yeah. I, I was so lucky. I was on one lane and I saw the deer flew past the, the uh, opposite oncoming traffic. Whoa. My car. It's but like two cars ahead. Mm-hmm. So I, it was just, but the van that was driving on the right of me fucking smoked that deer. And oh, I it must have burst into pieces. <laughs> That's what you see a lot when you see like stuff all of the highways is like dead. It's because they get hit because they just dart across the street as if it's nothing. I mean, it's sad, but it was the sand <laughs> so bad. But anyway, I love that we're talking about animals like this. I love animals. <laughs> I do too. If people, if people hit, I know, like in this area is like if you go to Maine or New Hampshire, like pretty far up is moose, and if you hit a moose, they say it's like you're going to die pretty much if you hit, because there's such big animals that like, if your car hits it, you could die. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I think the only animal that I can think of, because I'm really sheltered in Vancouver and don't even go into like the mountains, which are super close to me. I got to say like Canadian geese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They <so> are <laughs> fucking vicious. <laughs> they are so vicious and they might not do anything to humans. Right. They- you know, you respect them, but literally they're the kind of bastards that will go across a full busy intersection in a high traffic space slowly with like a hundred of them. And they have no choice, but to stop, they expect you to stop and Canadians will stop for geese across. It's a legitimately a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There are, it's funny you say, I forgot about geese. You've got tons of geese. Thank God they end up in coats. Seriously. They keep me warm in the winter. Someone's gonna call PETA on you. <laughs> oh God, no! And if they do, then fine, call them. I don't give a fucking shit. PETA, PETA, shit my ass. <laughs> is is really just yeah. We have we have really cute marmots. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is that Say that again. Is it like a rodent or something? <laughs> it sounds like it. Your face is like. Is it like a? I'm like thinking. Like the name sounds like. Like it's, a prairie dog or something. Yeah. That's kind of like what it is. It's like a gopher. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, gophers are cute. They're cute. But there's, I think they're still technically rodents, right? Yeah. <laughs> are they marsupials? I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're called, but they're... I don't know. They're cute. Small and fluffy and have really weird teeth. Yeah. On the side of the road, probably dead a lot, I'm assuming. Actually, f- no, believe it or not. And they're, but they're all, they pop up all around the little campsite. So remember mm-hmm. my was visiting and they were camping um near us and we went to go visit their campsite it was like every single site had a mascot marmot every one of them had a little marmot just like at the freaking hanging, hanging out at the every <laughs> oh my god that's funny and you know what raccoons are absolutely wild in vancouver and they're mm-hmm. so socially cultured and you know conditioned in 
Okay, so like basically 15 minutes from where I live, there is a very famous park called Stanley Park, which most mm-hmm. people identify BC as being one of the biggest, I think it's actually the biggest outdoor public national park, aside, uh, like bigger than Central Park is what I've been told. Mm-hmm. And so like when you go into part of the park, there's a lagoon called the Lost Lagoon, and it's a circular walking path that goes up the different trails yeah. into the larger parts of the park. And so raccoons are always around there, geese, herons, like so during the day, during the day. Yeah. Oh. And the evening. And so I remember being on, again, this is like early COVID. I went on a first date that didn't go anywhere, but I went on a date with somebody, they got a sandwich and we sat down on a bench and I swear there were two raccoons and one came actually close to him and I was sitting beside him and their talons are out and they go around to kind of like try and look in the sandwich. He's like, no, put the sandwich in the bag and, you know, zips it up. No, the fucking raccoon comes up behind the bench, up and around, literally beside us to dig into his backpack. And so we're like, no, like you can't have this food. Like we said, no, we said, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like we said, no, we said, no, back off. (laughs) You're smart enough to know that. And they know they're shameless. And then, even worse, there was a Eastern European family that maybe was touristing and they had a stroller with a baby inside. And yes, those raccoons went over to the family like, oh, hi, how are you? And they're like, no. And That's they literally tried to go into the fucking bassinet and to try and get the baby. <laughs> That's how squirrels are here. Yeah. There, squirrels? Yeah. No really? fear. Wow. Yeah. We have a lot of those too. Brown, yeah. black, gray everywhere tons of squirrels I love, I love the animal conversation by the way yeah <laughs> i really getting... do <laughs> sometimes it's nice to just talk about something so basic but i know i but the depth it's interesting well and it's also like me and rachel were saying okay it's part two with nick you know what are we going to talk about i mean that's the well, kind of raccoons right <laughs> right but i mean like me and rachel kind of said like okay you know nick is someone that's basically like our best friend mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyways, we were like, go, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but we were like, you know, this is some, when you build a show, you build a platform, you build real relationships with people. And, you know, these are the kind of people that we want to associate with and hang out with in real life yeah. when we can. So yeah. how do we do that? Like we have them back. We have real yeah. chats and people really love those real chats. Yeah. And you know what? This is a good segue actually. And I can't, yeah. oh my God, it's 10 o'clock. What's going on? Um, it's a good segue into uh, what we are going to be doing coming up on June yes. 3rd, which is uh, okay. live <laughs> So what I was thinking, and, and I'm hoping I'll get this episode out prior to, because what I'm hoping is that, and we didn't even talk about like, what are we cooking? I have no idea. It can be really, I would prefer it to be like something that almost like any, anyone can make probably okay. simple. Yeah would be great i don't know if you've done this on your platform before but have you sent out like ingredients and had people cook with you on a live before i haven't but i'm totally down for that i've only done like one-on-one cooking class with like people who have like i don't offer it but people have reached out to me and i was like sure <laughs> so i did it recently with someone it was like his birthday and his like partner had been like he went and like, surprised him with like a cooking class Aww. by me for like zoom that's actually really cool yeah that's so cute yeah it was cute oh my well, god idea was like yeah maybe just I don't know like a few days before or whatever we'll just on our socials we'll just say hey if you want to you know do it along with us here are the yeah. ingredients you'll need to get and totally so that's kind of that would be kind of fun um and think of something like simple but not like too simple yes yes yeah. exactly okay. something where there's an ability to really fuck up yeah <laughs> 
also will kind of maybe impress people a little bit, but it's not super hard. And I know Hero has some uh, diet restriction or restrictions, though. That's the problem. That's the funniest part. But also keep in mind, I don't necessarily need need to eat it. True. Oh, come on. You have to. We'll cook something. We'll cook something. Tell me your diet. We'll message me your, on Instagram what you what your dietary restrictions are, and we'll figure I it will. out. I will. I will, for sure. <laughs> I will, for sure. I'm sure a lot of people, and I'll say them verbally because I think people will be able to relate to this. Basically, like, I am a gluten, dairy, nut-free pescatarian. Okay, that's fine. And there's a lot of options. Lots of plant-based foods. Yeah. Tons of options. Perfect. Lots of options. It's, I've seen worse. That's not bad. I'm yeah. not on the master cleanse people. We've gotten cards from people at restaurants that have like all their allergies. And these were more like allergies and it's like wild. And I always feel so bad for people to have like that. But gluten-free, that's easy. Dairy-free we can do. And pescatarian, I love fish. So it's perfect. Yeah. And yeah. no nuts because I'm actually anaphylactic no. with the peanuts. We don't need that. Yeah. No, we don't. Not <laughs> at all. Not at all. So there you go, right? Is, okay, that, cool. is that to any nuts? Hero? Peanuts. What was that? Peanuts is the thing. Okay. So it's one of those things where, yeah, peanuts, but I can do coconut. That's the thing that's confusing. I can do coconut. I can do seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely, uh, yeah, no almonds, no one of that stuff. And technically, mm-hmm. I'm actually only allergic to the peanuts. But just for safety, peace of mind, I just avoid any other kind of nut products other yeah. than what I just well, said. A lot of times, their factories, if the place is doing almonds or peanuts, they always have other nuts there, too. So it's not even worth yeah. it. No, that's my point, right? And if you don't know it, then why... If you haven't had it, same thing, then why do you need it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Nick, I mean, we already kind of plugged some things on your previous episode. We'll put all the links yeah. and everything in the show notes anyway, but is there anything you want to leave? Like, is there anything? I like, just filmed like- Monday with my best friend. So it's going to be a little more humorous than <laughs> my past Q&A, but people still want to know about Hell's Kitchen. And I keep thinking that I'm like doing overkill and people still literally flood me with questions. Wow. They- Wow. About Hell's Kitchen. My t- maybe it's because I'm so open about it that people are like, I mean, feel comfortable asking me. So I did a part two on my channel. I had like a mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen Q&A. Mm-hmm. And this time my friend interviewed me and oh. she is a character. So it's going to be very funny, but I'm also going to answer some questions that I didn't get a chance to answer last time. So that video will drop this Thursday. Okay. Um, which will be, it'll be out by the time this, this comes out, but still. Watch nice. this video. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Awesome. Well, it's yeah. Well, thank you for giving us your time. Of course. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming back. We are so excited and we are like, we are genuinely grateful that we have this kind of rapport and this desire to connect with each other in and out of the podcast. And so we will continue fostering that because it really brings a lot of light to my day. The fact that, oh yeah, this, this person actually is real and, you know, wants to be real with us and we want to be real with them as well. So. Well, cool. this just felt like a good chat with friends. So, so yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like we, we were having like a, a podcast into you. It felt more just like casual conversation amongst friends. <laughs> exactly. And that's what we want to foster on the podcast as much as we can, regardless if it's a second time meeting someone or if it's the very first time and they don't even know who the hell we are, but they said right. yes to come on. That's what we want to foster. So and there you go. Getting to know you guys too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm asking you what kind of juice you'd like to be because we did that last time. My great yes. I, I panicked i think i said great yes he did i think you did say great. I, I think when i was little i used to be obsessed with grape juice and i was like and i would be the one to like ask for like grape soda like i was so weird like i don't know but yeah i was orange crush oh i love that yeah, I used, yeah. To love orange. I used to love that too okay yeah something like that 
That's so funny. But hey, Rachel, what were you going to ask though? This is a st really stupid question, but something I just put on one of our Insta stories. <laughs> okay, is this juicy or not? Okay. Cro <laughs> Crocs with socks. <laughs> juicy meaning good or bad? Um, I, I feel like Crocs are kind of having a comeback. I know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't wear Crocs with socks. Um, but honestly, people, I feel like my whole thing is lately I've been thinking, I'm like, I can never pull it off or I can never wear that. I think if you have confidence while you're wearing something, I then instantly think you look cool. Like if some guy walked in here who was like hot as hell and he had Crocs with socks on, I'd be like, listen, you're pulling it off. You know what I mean? I think if you're confident, mm -hmm. I think you can pull off anything, honestly. What about Crocs? Fashion. What about Crocs with frocks with socks? It's too much. <laughs> with cocks? <laughs> crocs with cocks could be a thing. <laughs> a croc for your cock. But, yep. but, yeah, like your crocs out, so your cock socks, so you. Oh, fuck. Okay. I've got, yeah. <laughs> rocks out with the cocks out. That's pretty. Yeah. And I. Did. No. No. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. That was that was subconscious. I have no idea what that was. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On rocks. Woo! <laughs> exactly. And then I do like just just, just yeah. Just, and then it goes. Just, it's, it's, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hands are clasped. I think it's before you hopped on, Nick, we were talking about our new logo. Like we're finally getting a more professional logo done. And we were just talking about, there, we're doing foreshadowing because there is something to do with this hand. And so yep. then talking about like, anyway, lots of stuff that's <laughs> not this, this action. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In the skin and the flesh. Part three will be after dark. Yes, I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. We'll set that up. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we'll be in touch about the cook. Okay. The cook. The co <laughs> oh my God. Wanted to say cock, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, I could definitely use some for sure. <laughs> Same. Same. I guess that's the trade off of being a parent. <laughs> where's no he's not there okay oh the library is fully open <laughs> oh. I'm, here. I'm getting overwhelmed i love it getting a little bit a little bit a little bit yep <laughs> all right well, we definitely average what the fuck what the hell accent was that it was terrible the, well, the stopper, i knew what you were doing i because someone it's schwitzing is that what it is Yes, schwitzing. I know that term. Okay, because I schwitz a lot. So yeah, exactly. Me too. It's a healthy sign of de of uh, letting your body release whatever it doesn't need. Oh, that's perfect. I'm going to use that. Yes. It's like, oh, you talk to people. Like, I'm actually just releasing things that I need to get rid of today. Yeah. Leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> yeah. If my body is crying because it needs to let go. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On that. Amazing. Release those toxins, everyone. Get out there. Exercise. Be yep. healthy. Be safe. I'm going to go schwitz on my bike right now. So there you go. Perfect. Perfect. All right. We will be in touch. Thank you. Okay. So Thank you. Okay, oh. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you on All the right. third. Bye. 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 <laughs>